Welcome to episode 93 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent, and as always, I'm joined by Jason. Hey, hey, what's going on? Well, what's going on is we're 93 deep here. Hey, that's not a bad thing. No. What it, I mean, usually one of us comes prepared with something clever about that number, but I didn't have anything. Well, I, I do know that 93, sometimes we, we equate that with years. Yeah. 93 was good for... Uh, that was a good summer, right? You had a... Uh, That's the first year I ever saw Ugly Kid Joe, and the last year I ever see? saw Ugly Kid Joe. That's there the most go. random info anyone can go. receive by listening to this podcast. Um, uh, Aerosmith had... Um, God, what was that album called? The Utter That Was Pierced. Oh, Get a Grip. Get a Grip. That was a great record. It came out in 93. Yeah, Eat the Rich. Uh, Sound of White Noise came out in 93, right? Was it? Or was it 92. Ooh, I don't know. I don't Regardless, know. it was. I should reel that in. That maybe, year. maybe we'll just go with "Get a Grip" and and how amazing that record the was. The shit in the sheds was in that. Shit in the sheds. Yeah, Metallica. See, so we got it. We got it. Yeah, we're there. There you go. <laughs> okay, getting back on track. This episode <clears throat> features Dakota and Trevor of the band Mister Rogers' intergalactic sexual experience. Exactly. I was afraid I was going to screw that up, but I didn't. I said it right the first time. You got it. But you know what? I want to say something. Okay. I did not have a sexual experience just now. I was listening to Sirius XM and Cannibal Corpse. Nope, not Cannibal Corpse. Six Feet Under came on with a cover of Deep Purple's Smoke on the Water. And maybe it was sexual because my ears were raped. (laughs) It was disgusting, it was fucked up, and it was stupid. Well, and, you know... When... And, and uh, here's the thing, is I don't want to I don't want to begrudge Six Feet Under. I don't want to begrudge Chris Barnes. I don't want to begrudge Death Metal. It's not my thing, but I respect it. Some, but, of, them, some of them you can get into. Napalm and some death. of it's really good. You can get into some Napalm There's death. some Cataclysm, some Deicide, that I, even Napalm Death... Really great stuff. But when I heard this version, I was like, this is something I don't need to hear, nor does anyone else. I've heard a lot of Six Feet Under's covers because they've done a lot. They have those graveyard classics yep, or whatever that's they what call it was. Them. Like yeah. their, their version of rock and roll and noise pollution. Yeah, it's noise No pollution. one should ever hear that ever. It is noise pollution, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I just, you know, I'm, my ears are trying to recover. So if I say huh a lot, that's why. Okay. So proceed. My apologies. Just had to get that out there. Okay. We're going to get into this. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into this chat a little bit with Trevor and Dakota. Trevor's probably offended right now. I bet Trevor like six feet under, knowing him. But anyway. But you know what? They also know that not everyone's the same. That's and we true. all like different shit and yeah. hate different shit. Yeah. And those, Trevor and Dakota, are guys that definitely respect that. That's true. And that's, you know... That's more than I can say for myself. So that's <laughs> right. great. When well, speaking of stuff that's totally different and loosely related to death metal, I saw Andrew WK a few days ago. Yes. He did a, a he's on his 50 state speaking tour. Okay. Where he's just going around talking about life in general and partying and anything you want to talk about. It's basically just like a free form thing. Talks for 30 minutes and then he had questions from the audience for an hour. And then he sat outside for another two and a half hours after that, talking to people. Yeah. That's, like, fucking intense. That's, like, four hours straight of just talking, 
three and a half hours of it just like zoning in talking to people and i'm just thinking this guy's doing that for 51 dates yeah that's pretty you know that's got to be pretty intense mentally i would think it, but it, it does but if there's anyone that can handle it it's him yeah and he brought it up you yeah know, he brought up talking about you know his life he mentioned death metal because we all know he's massive yes, obituary. He's, he is a big death metal guy yeah. obituary and napalm death are like his two favorite bands yeah. and he related those into his life stories a few times which was pretty cool and of course, you know the drummer from Obituary played on the original. Yes, I get wet. So That's right. There's some news, some trivia for you. Tardy in the house. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. It was cool. It was something different to be able to see and talk to the guy, and you know, hopefully there's more to come from that. Yeah, and you know, I liked it when he does that kind of stuff. He doesn't just hi, how you doing? Let me sign this. Get out of here. Yeah. He he takes time with everybody, and that. Uh, that yeah, speaks volumes and it goes a long way. And it's not even the general, like a lot of times when a person like that takes time with someone, it's like, you know, they'll talk to him for a minute or so. Yes. But his taking time is literally however long you want to talk until you walk away. That's right. When we were standing, you're standing there in line waiting to get up there to talk to him. There are people talking to him for five, six, seven minutes, you know, and there was no rushing it off. It was until the conversation was through. You know, and then the next person might be a minute, and the next person after that might be seven or eight minutes, and he didn't care. Yeah. You just had to deal with it if you wanted to talk to the guy. Well, yeah, and that that's a great way of doing it. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk here, like we said, about Mr. Rogers' intergalactic sexual experience. Yes. And we want to throw out that this weekend they're playing two shows. They're playing Friday night at the Gypsy Coffee House. They talked about all that here in the episode. And then Saturday night, they're playing at this, um, what was it called? There's like several of these Halloween shows. And I know they're doing one of them. Yeah, it's it, it, it it's not that we don't know. It's just there's so much Halloween yeah. shit going on this weekend. It's hard to keep it all straight. They're playing. Which the, is a good thing, really. Yeah, the Halloween Fest 3. Yes. And it's including aborted youth, extreme isolation, and now in Nocturnal Winter, and they bring this up in here, and they talk about those bands as well. Yeah. And while we're on the subject, you know, if you're in this area, there's no, this area of the country, there's no excuse. And I know all over the country, you know, this is a big time for shows, especially heavy music. Yeah. Because it's the Halloween season. But this weekend in Fort Smith, Arkansas, at Shooters, there's a show both Friday and Saturday night, the Monster Mash 3 which is another third edition we got here. Yep. And this is put on, I think, by DMG. Um, Yeah, it's DMG Productions, Chris Taylor, who we know and love. Yes, we do. Friday night, check this lineup out. Vague Vendetta, The Devil You Adore, Blackwater Rebellion, and Crane Technique. Wow. All four of those bands are great. We've seen them all. We love them all. Yep. That is free. <laughs> Just like both the shows that Mr. Rogers was playing. Yeah. Then Saturday night at, at Shooters as well. Is also free, and we've got Judgmental, Scorned, Driver, and Reliance Code. You gotta love that. Yeah, I mean, just the same as the night before. I mean, if you're exactly. in the Fort Smith area, both these shows are you don't want to miss. You know, mm-hmm. that's just that's badass. Yeah. Saturday at Downtown Lounge is another free show. Heavy Halloween, Constant Peril, Rains, Disparity Gospel, and Chainmail. Yes, chainmail. What do you think of chainmail? Holy fuck! How, 
<laughs> I didn't know that till just now. I'm slipping in my old age. <laughs> we have to go to that or yeah. something. Yeah. Fuck. Well, check this out. At the shrine, Heavy Halloween. Oh, that's right. Screamy Red Mutiny. Yeah. Machine in the Mountain. Jesus. 383 and Troy. <sighs> that one's put on by Murdoch Productions, I think. And that's another badass lineup. What's this Troy band? What's up with that? They're out of, uh, I think they're out of Missouri. And I know they played Rocklahoma. They actually, they played the, I think they played the Hard Rock stage or, or really? something. Or no, they played some stage. They were, okay. the, they, won a con, they were the band that won a contest. I see. To do something. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I'm suspect of anything that has to do with the name Troy. I work with a guy named Troy, and he doesn't do shit, and he fucks everything up for the rest of us. But, so I'm just pissed automatically. So I hope they're good. You don't know any Troy that was ever Troy Manuel? He was cool. I remember yeah, him. Yeah, I ran into him at Quick Trip a few months ago. Yeah, we saw him at the bar years ago. That's true. Okay, I'm a dick now. Never <laughs> mind. Well, also, this Saturday, there's a DMG Productions, you know, who's putting on the deal in Fort Smith. Yes, sir. At the same time, is also putting on a deal in... Is it Faith? No, Marble Falls, Arkansas. And this is uh, this is called Dead Eddie's Halloween. And it's got Crane Technique, The Salesman, and Agents of Chaos. Jeez. So Crane Technique's playing two Halloween shows, you know, back-to-back in different towns. You gotta love that. Both in Arkansas, actually, and they're out of Missouri, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just all that. There's, there's no excuse, is basically yeah. what we're trying to say. Yep. Yeah. And at the... Uh... The Halloween Fest that uh, Mr. Rogers is playing, uh, Less Than Humans playing too, right? That's right. I just read and off that we list. We fucking love them. Them. Yeah. And you didn't mention them. I just read off that list and I didn't see the name, but yeah, they're, as far as I know, they're on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the logo is on the poster, not yeah. the name, because the logo is all you need. Oh, okay. Maybe and that's, that's why another reason why that yeah. band's so fucking great. Yeah. They've got this badass logo that you just know from the start. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Mr. Rogers. Let's do this. Not the man, Mr. Rogers. We can if you want. He was badass. Yeah. But let's talk about the band, Mr. Rogers, Intergalactic Sexual Experience. Yes. You know, just, it's basically, you know, what, freeform yes, music I, collaboration of several guys that are, you know, friends. They're young adults, you know, and they're kicking ass. And I just... I'm excited because, you know, we've known Trevor for a while yes. personally, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was going to throw this out, but then after I'd, we'd met Dakota before, but haven't really talked in depth with him, Yeah. and after doing so, it's just like, it makes me extremely happy Yeah. to meet dudes like this that have, they don't have a knowledge of music, they have like an extensive, extensive encyclopedic knowledge of music. Yes. Like, Anyone that thinks they know about music could talk to Trevor, and Trevor's like 18, and he could like talk circles around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, these guys, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Both these guys know more about know more about music, sorry, than we'll ever know. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll admit it hands down. And you know, you know, back in the summer we met Dakota for the first time, and I mean, I just. I, I hate to sound sugary and gay, but I fell in love with the guy. <laughs> I, I mean, we could, funny as hell. He knew a bunch of shit. And the same with Trevor. And what I really appreciated about these two was the fearlessness 
Um, they, they're experimental. They're, like you said, they're free form. They do whatever the fuck they want. And, you know, it's, it's pretty cool because in a lot of ways, I wish I had that, you know? Yeah. It, 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 and so these guys, uh, already have, already have everything by the balls. And, um, you know, I just, uh, <clears throat> before we hit record, you know, Dakota got, got, got there first and you were still in your little cave doing whatever it is you do. I don't know. We won't get into that. Uh, but me and him just immediately went into, you know, Metallica, you know, metal, this band, this band, this band, cassettes, vinyl, this and that. Three inches of blood. Yeah, three that. inches of blood. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's, it's so refreshing to just, you know, I mean, just boom, right off the bat. And, uh, the, these guys, their knowledge is vast and it's just a breath of fresh air. And also, I got to say, um, for this interview, everyone needs to put their, their rhino skin on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we get into some pretty fucked up shit. And if you can't deal with it, just turn this shit off now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no apologies. Right. No need to. Yeah. We talk about 9-11, Gigi Allen, pooping on stage, whatever. Just deal with it or turn it off. <laughs> And the great thing is about their music knowledge and their love of music yeah. is it's not, you know, we're just usually talking about hard rock and metal here, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, both of us love hard rock and metal. It's our yeah. first love and everything. But, you know, we've loved other stuff, you know, old country, whatnot. You know, I fucking love rock set. I've said it. You know, we all have stuff outside of the rock world that we love. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Blues. So exactly. on and so forth. But... You know, in this interview, it's evident, you know, these two guys are talking, they talk about everything from John Coltrane to Mayhem. Yeah. And that's about as broad a spectrum as you can get, right? Yeah, there. I mean, that's what it's about. And and that, and that's why I say, it's like, kudos to them, that's way bigger than my spectrum. Yeah. I thought my spectrum was big. These guys got me beat. So, it's just nothing but respect, you know? Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's not pretentious, and it's not, oh... We say we like this because it's, you know, it makes us look cool. They really dig whatever it is. So it's, it, you know, I mean, it was, uh, just 100% the whole, the whole interview through. Absolutely. Well, speaking of, this is a long one. So let's just get into it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Trevor and Dakota from Mr. Rogers Intergalactic Sexual Experience. Typo symbol on my hand. It's going to be outlined in orange and black, and there's going to be thorn vines going around it as a reference oh, nice. to October rust. Nice. <laughs> That's mine. I'm going to get one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We're actually talking to. Yeah, we're going to do it this weekend, but I don't think we're going to now. Yeah. Who's doing it? The. Do you know the band Crane Technique? Yeah. Their singer. Their singer. He's a tattoo artist. I'll have to see it after you guys get it done, just to be sure, because you know I'm very picky about who's doing this. Yeah. I want it to be perfect. You know. Yeah. So are we gonna are we gonna start? We're going. We oh, we're going. Yeah. Nice. 
awesome. I can start wherever you want, but you know, like I don't know. If you don't want to, if well, you don't want people to hear about the tat, I mean, tattoo we'll, until it happens, I'll cut that out. Uh, we'll get into. <laughs> I guess we'll do this. Whatever. It's <laughs> unexpected. It's off the bat, kind of like a Mister Rogers song. There you go. Yeah. 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 So uh, I and Mister Rogers. <laughs> I and Mister Rogers. Well, and, I thought you were and, Friday, or what's that dude's name? King King Friday, Fr- King Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's uh, is that Phil? Is he is Phil King Friday the Thirteenth? Oh, is that, who is that? I don't know. Prince Tuesday, Prince Wednesday is Ricky. Okay, and I don't know who the fuck Tuesday is because we don't have a girl in the band. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Rylan can. He's a little bitch. <laughs> 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 oh shit, dude! Yeah, I love you, Rylan. I know you're gonna hear this. Yep, so, he's uh, gonna hear it. He is gonna hear it. But I love, I love you, Rylan. So, uh, what about the mailman? You know that guy who always showed up and just came inside without Mister Rogers even inviting him in. Maybe they're just that cool. Maybe they're just that chill. Maybe uh, they could be Mister Feely, McFeely. Is it? You're so, is it McFeely or Feely? I think it's McFeely. Because Feely. Feely sounds too <sighs> pedo. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, it is McFeely because of the Bloodhound Gang song. He says Mister McFeely. Yes. Ah, oh uh, yeah, see, <laughs> true, nice. First Bloodhound Gang reference on this podcast <laughs> yes. of many to come. <laughs> yes, Bloodhound. Let's get into that shit. Let's get into Bloodhound Gang. Oh God. So, uh, yeah, what is a uh, what's your first question for us, sirs? Well. Oh, I thought you had one lined up. This is unprofessional. No, yeah. Yeah, very, that's, how, that's how it's supposed to be. I'm leaving. Well, let's <laughs> just, so. well, let's just talk. Do you even know who I am? Talk. <laughs> you mentioned something cool happened last Friday. Oh. Let's talk about it before we forget. Oh, uh, yeah. Last, not Friday, sorry. Uh, Tuesday. Last Tuesday, me and uh, Phil, our guitarist, were at the Gypsy. Phil plays there every Tuesday, no matter what. I used to do the same thing, uh, but I've stopped for a while because I'm focusing on my solo album. And Pretentious. I'm focusing on, and I'm also focusing on uh, Mr. Rogers. I got some uh, pretentious cocksucker and an overachiever. So, oh well, I'd rather be an overachiever and a pretentious cocksucker than a lazy motherfucker. So, hey, that rhyme. Maybe we'll make that into a song or a fucked up Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Phil was performing, and I was sitting down talking with my friend Blake. His name is Blake McBride. He's a Native Strange, and they're a great local indie rock band. And honestly, they're fantastic. And I've interviewed them before on my podcast. But uh, I was hanging out with him and his girlfriend, and this guy came up to us, and he said to me, "Hey, man." really looking forward to you guys playing tonight. And I'm like, who? Uh, Mr. Rogers? And he's like, yeah, aren't you guys going to play tonight? I'm like, well, we haven't really played in like almost a month. We've kind of just been focusing on writing music. And he's like, oh, dang, we all came to see you. And I'm like, you all? And he points to the back. There's like fucking eight people in the back room. I said 15. No, but there were, no, the oh, other okay, okay. seven were yeah. outside. Okay. There were eight people in the back room, and then, like, more people came into the room. And there's, like, a shit ton of people in there, and they all came to see Mr. Rogers. And so I'm like, hey, will you guys hold on one moment? And so I go to get Phil. I'm like, Phil, you're not going to believe this shit. Come look at it. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's going to see because I always show him weird shit uh, but and tell him weird shit. 
And also gay stuff. But, uh, so, <laughs> like, gay things. Like, I'm like, you want to give me a little kiss? And he'll be like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Probably. And I'm like, oh, so <laughs> probably? And he's like, a flat no, probably. Yeah, that's, that's definitely <laughs> <laughs> Phil sometimes does not know how to respond to me. Anyway, so we go back there to the back room, and I'm like, hey, guys, this is the guitarist. And they're like, oh, hey, man. And they all know him and shit. And he's like, Phil's like, what the fuck? I'm like, these guys came here to see us. And he, he's like, Mr. Rogers? I'm like, yeah. And so I told him, you know, guys, we'll, we'll play a set for you. Me and Phil will be Mr. Rogers for tonight. We'll play a Mr. Rogers set. And so we did, and those people loved it. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool that we had a lot of people come to see us. And after we were done playing, the gypsy just cleared out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just the two of you. Yeah. It how that well, goes as opposed to... Opposed to having the whole band. Well, it was me and Phil and our friends Darren Edwards and I forget Neil's last name, but they're in a band called Acoustic Freight Train. And we've been jamming with them forever and they basically have down the way that we play and the way that we jam, and we just feed off of each other really well. We blend together really well, and we just play a set, and, you know, it it turned out pretty good. Yes. We're pretty happy about it. And this week we're going to be playing... This Friday we'll be playing at the Gypsy. We'll have a two-hour set. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a lot of time. Definitely. To wank off a lot. Yeah, <laughs> to basically pull shit out of our ass. And, uh, Which is all this band is. <laughs> that really... Well, we're writing music. True. Yeah. But, but music right, that but we this, pull out of our ass. <laughs> well, that's all music. You pull it out, you structure that shit, and then it becomes a big pile of shit, and then that big pile of shit just forms into one big giant shit, and so you got that shit right there, and you tell people, hey, check out my shit. Bam. Bam. That's how you write a song. So yeah, Gypsy this Friday with Space Eyes. I'm not gonna... We're not gonna get into Space Eyes. Yeah, no, we're not no. gonna... No, it's for a different time. We can go on and on. But Space Eyes will be there. Opening, in quotes. It is opening. For Mr. Rogers' intergalactic sexual experience. It really is me opening because I have a shorter set than them. (laughs) And, you know... See, I just, I just. So Trevor, like Trevor's just mad because he doesn't have a solo project. I, 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 if he did know, have I, a solo pro, if he did have a solo pro, if he did have a solo project, it would be just with his fucking kazoo. <laughs> I mean, you know, and drums. You'd be like Moon Dog, except you'd suck. Oh, and he was dude. blind. Oh shit, dude, man, that's harsh. That's harsh. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ignore that. Anyways, we're playing. <laughs> then we're playing this Saturday. For the Halloween backyard festival fest thing. thing with um, obscure Sandy. say um, less than less, human yeah who else is playing uh, extreme isolation nocturnal winter violent victim and now and now uh, who else we're forgetting one a warrior youth. youth that's it Jinx. they weren't they weren't important enough anyway <laughs> uh, but no, uh, they're very important they're very important they're cool. Youth. Jacob Davis was the former bassist, uh, is a former bassist of Obscure Sandy. Anyways, this is a third, um... Halloween Fest. Yeah, third installment of that. And it's always free, and it gets bigger and bigger every year, and it's just on a stage built in the backyard here in... Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow, yeah. Yeah, and I've played all three of them. I played the first one as Volition, I played the second one as my Dark Ambient solo project, The Black Star Experience. And I'm going to play it with Mr. Rogers this year. And that's pretty great. And we were actually... People, like, 
Because, like, whenever he met, like, whenever he messaged us and asked, we were like, oh, he finally came around. He asked us. But it said, by popular demand, Mr. Rogers. So people asked for us to play. Yeah, like, whenever, like, kind of, like, around the time it was announced, that's when we formed. And I was just, like, I just kept posting. I was just, like, hey, Elijah, like, I'm in a band called Mr. Rogers' Intergalactic Sexual Experience, and we love to play. And then he's just, like, that, that thing happened. Then, then, by popular <laughs> demand... Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Intergalactic. 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 Sexual experience. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty great. And I was pretty happy because I really wanted to play that. And I felt like it was like the best place for Mr. Rogers to start out. And, you know, we're pretty excited about it. And we're ready. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the, the live show itself. Do you guys... Is everything freeform and just... It happens... No, goes, it, or is it structured at all? Beforehand? Yeah, yeah. We come up with a riff beforehand, and uh, Daniel, our bassist, David Nicholas, our keyboardist, um, Phil, our guitarist, and Rylan will come up with a riff, and we'll build off of that riff, and they'll tell Ricky, "Okay, we're going to be in this time signature," and sometimes I'll go in and I'll say, "Well, let's do this, that, and that," and then we'll go into this and you know it just depends we just come up with random riffs and that's why we always change our sound so much and and dakota's kind of like in a live setting dakota is kind of like a conductor with the um musicians because you'll it's like mainly with like me and ricky because ricky's playing drums i'm kind of playing along with him. i don't know how to explain but anyways he, uh, like whenever uh we just recently started doing it but beforehand it would be trevor playing kazoo and he also runs samples that we make ourselves together and sometimes trevor just makes them by himself and they're running in the background and they're kind of supposed to fill in the empty spaces and i will i'll basically be on stage and i'll say okay speed it up hit it harder or louder or i'll turn down uh, someone else's amp so that you can hear this guy do a solo or I'll tell him, like, okay, let's slow it down. Or he'll do, like, this thing that means spank me harder, Daddy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> or I'll, uh, That's a good one. I like that. Or uh, I'll, uh, I'll point my thumb at my ass, and I'll that means shoved up your ass, Trevor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'll do this, uh, I'll, uh, I'll do the dick-in-my-mouth gesture. Yes, lo- lo- lots of gestures used lots of gestures. for our live performance. Yes, lots of, lots of them. And sometimes, like, I don't know, I just lose it. Like, I'm just in my own world sometimes, and I kind of, like, I don't know. Uh, like, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the, ex- I don't know what, like, kind of a, almost spiritual kind of zone out. It's an out-of-body experience, you know, like, fuck Buddhism and all that shit. Like, the <laughs> frontman of a band called Mr. Rogers' Intergalactic Sexual Experience. So, so are you okay, or are you good with taking direction from him? Um, I'll just, I'll, I'll... I'll just see what he's doing, and I'll try to figure out what that means, and I'll do the best I can. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention that. We just recently started incorporating uh, a second drummer, and he's the second drummer. Oh, shit, nice. what up? And sometimes <laughs> we, uh, so, like, and we're going to try it these shows. I'm going to switch off on vocals and go to percussion, and he's going to switch off on vocals. Oh, yes. Sometimes and go, out, go to percussion. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. I think a lot of people will like it. It's something new, and we're always keeping people on their toes, and I think that's what we're trying to do in Mr. Rogers. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, that was my next... What is that? Oh, this... Let's talk about that. This mug is a less-than-human mug that was given to me as a birthday present from my friends in Less Than Human. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And what I drink from this mug is Jack Daniels with Coke. Uh, Jack Daniels. I wait, I said that. Uh, Jack Daniels? I'm trying to think of other drinks. Jack I, swear, I swear to God, I've drank other things out of this. Apple juice? No. Water? High uh, seafood punch? Close. I drink uh, Clementine Bay out of this. <laughs> so Clem- are so that's it. That's it. Okay. Clementine Bay. Wa- nope, not water. Sorry. So just Clementine Bay, Jack Daniels, and Lemmy's. Which is just Jack and Coke. But that's fuck right. you. It's Lemmy. It's the industry term now, motherfuckers. We're going to call them Lemmy's. Go fuck yourself. So I drink Jack Dan Alcohol. That's it. There you go. I drink alcohol out of this mug every fucking day. Okay. Congratulations. I'll, I'll stop when I want. <laughs> I can stop anytime. I can stop anytime I please. Damn it. So is this like a special for you, or did they do they make these and sell them, or do you know? they make these? Se- they make do. these mugs and sell them at every show. Okay. So if you guys want one, you can get one uh, yourself and uh, buy them. I don't know how much they are. This is given me as yeah, a birthday those, present. Those are great. They are great. They're really yeah, like amazing. In the core kind, it's got their, yeah, their the, little emblem. Yeah. It's super fucking yeah. smart, too. It really is. It yeah. really is cool. It's honestly one of the coolest birthday presents I've ever got. Oh, and uh, Chase Adsit and Brittany Graves, uh, they... <laughs> They, uh, they got me a bottle of Jack Daniels for my birthday as well, and Brittany gave me a shot glass, and it's the first shot glass I was ever given as a birthday present, and it says, uh, hot for cock, and it's got a rooster on it. <laughs> but there, it doesn't That's say the word cock, it's just the rooster, so yeah, you right. get it, hot for cock, and it's red, so like hot tamales, you know? Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the name. Where did the name come from? Let me let me do this, Dakota. Do you want to preface me... this real quick with we try to avoid this question because it's pretty cliche, but yeah, no, this, okay. we had that. Thank you guys yeah, deserve to talk about this because of this. It's name. a very interesting way that yeah. it started out. I'll I'll tell the first half. Right? <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay. It started out that I was going to play the gypsy as Space Eyes, and I just wanted to jam with Daniel, who's our bassist, and he's one of my best friends, and I love jamming with him, and he knows how to feed off of me, and I know how to feed off of him. Gay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just want his, uh, I just just want a big bite of Daniel right now. But, uh, so, uh, what happened was I said, okay, we need to come up with a name to put on our set because I'm not just going to call ourselves Daniel Dakota. And so, just Dan, I said, let's call ourselves, uh, Goat Communion or some shit like that, something evil. And he's like, no, let's call ourselves Mr. Rogers Actually Kills Kids. And so I thought we were going to call ourselves Mr. Rogers Actually Kills Kids. And when we got there, I thought it was going to be Mr. Rogers Actually Kills Kids. But then, Daniel and Trevor started talking, and this is how it happened. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, like, me and Daniel were talking, and then I was just like, hey, how about Mr. Rogers' intergalactic sexual experiment? And then Dakota was like, how about experience? And then we were like, all right, cool. So, Mr. Rogers' intergalactic sexual Mr. experience. Mr. Rogers, not Mr. Rogers'. Well, it's... it's, it's <laughs> You're wrong. It's possessive. I don't know English. Continue, yeah. <laughs> I love you, Trevor. Uh, he but, didn't say it back. Oh, yes. I, I love you too, man. Um, but yeah, that's how the name came about. And, like, I was at the Gypsy, and I was there to see him. And I, I coincidentally brought my beloved kazoo. 
<laughs> and I said, let's fucking do it. So, yeah. like, literally just bass, drums, and vocals, and then Kazoo, and I was just, like, standing there, like... <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was... And that was, like, the... It was. It actually sounded like a real song too, yeah. structured and everything. And then, and then, like people went over to us afterwards, and they were like, like "Hey, yeah, they were like, hey, do you guys have a Facebook page or something?" We we're like, "No." Or it's like, "Should we?" And then, like <laughs> a week later, we started realizing we were getting bigger because people were recognizing us and shit. And so we just made a Facebook page, and it got like was it like a hundred likes in one week or some shit. Yeah, that's because we were, like, annoying people yeah. out of it, but that's and then, okay. And then after that, like, we started getting, like, likes from people we didn't even know that we're not even friends with. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, it's been getting bigger since, and, you know, we're pretty happy about it. Because, like, one time, our drummer, he was at the Melvins concert, and he heard some people, some guys beside him, and he looked over, and they're like, that's the drummer for Mr. Rogers' sexual experience. And he didn't say anything because one, he's shy, and two, I guess he didn't want him to hear that he was eavesdropping. And I've, <laughs> I've been like, I've heard people like call me out, like, in like, I've only had, it's only happened to me three times, but like people have said, hey, Mr. Rogers. And I'm like, I'm not Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when people call Leonard Skinner the guy. Yeah. You're now. Or Molly Hatchet a girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leonard Skinner, I love him. Or when you call. Uh, Led Zeppelin, the uh, guy. Yeah. Oh, what's it? I, I like when you his... call Chuck Schuldiner death. And you're like, no, the band is death. Chuck Schuldiner is Chuck Schuldiner. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's 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 how it's done. That's how the name came about. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't have a deep meaning for you? No. Actually, no, it actually has a deep meaning. It's it's very it's it's, it's very spiritual for us. It's very spiritual. It's very personal. We would not like we like we not like to talk about it. See, right we're now. part of a religion called Harambeism. <laughs> we we fucking love Harambe. When we started seeing the memes, we just thought, hey, let's turn this bullshit into a religion. There's already a bunch of stupid motherfuckers with different religions, so let's see how many we can pull in. Might as well. Yes. Exactly. I'm almost done with this mug. Holy shit. I may have a problem. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got some Jesse James whiskey and some Crown Royal, but no Jack. Mm. <laughs> you had me excited for a moment. <laughs> anyway. Well, go way back. Like, not way back. It's not like you guys are old, but like, how did you get into heavy music? You know, because you know a lot of kids these days aren't. So, yeah. Um, Where did it start for each other? I was raised... See, my dad, like, raised me on The Police, Rush, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Queen, and then, like, the he- and then, like, the heavier stuff he played me for, because he never really, like, grew up on heavy metals, more like just radio rock stuff, but, like, the heavier stuff he raised me on was, like, Alice in Chains and, um... Who else am I thinking of? Yeah, I guess Allison James. But yeah, just pretty much just like basically like classic stuff. And then like I really from that I really got into um I just kinda got into it myself and I was like, Hey dad, there's this man called Iron Man. He's like, Yeah, I saw him. I'm like, whoa, why didn't you play him for me like ever? But like as as far back as I can remember, like I think the first time I remember like really liking music was like being like six years old and going camping with my dad and listening to the Exit Stage Left album from Rush and his truck. So like from there it's from there it went to this disaster known as 
Mr. Rogers' intergalactic sexual experience. But where did you start getting into the extreme? Music? Oh, extreme, yeah. extreme music. Yes. Um, I mean, that's like how you. That's like how I was too. Like my dad. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I just kind of like delved into it. No. And, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm saying I'm agreeing with you. Like, yeah. But my dad, like, he introduced me to Elvis Presley. He showed me Johnny Cash. He showed me like, uh, like if we're talking rock, he showed me Elvis Presley. He showed me uh, Buddy Holly. He showed me. Uh, Johnny Cash. I know Johnny Cash wasn't is considered country nowadays, but back then he wasn't called country. He was called rock and roll. Yeah. And uh, uh, then after that, my dad started showing me Black Sabbath. He showed me Pink Floyd. He showed me Rush. Uh, that's a mutual like influence that me and Trevor have. And then uh, he showed me Nirvana and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Metallica. But you know, he only showed me the hits and stuff. He never showed me, like, their albums and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, he played, like, full Rush albums, and he would play, like, uh, the greatest hits of Elvis and all that, but I didn't... I eventually got out of that and just started listening to the whole albums and stuff like that. And then, this is how we got into Extreme Metal, Trevor. Yeah, yeah, I just kind of, like, delved into it just from, like... Because, um... My dad shared with me his subscription to Rhapsody, which is a music streaming service. You know and saying. yeah, that's kind of like, I just kind of like browsed on there. I just like, and like, when I remember when I was like 10, I like stumbled upon Immortal, and I was just like, I, this is too much. And I like stumbled, and then I stumbled, I stumbled upon like Cannibal Corpse. I don't know how. I think because like I saw someone like wearing a shirt, like a shirt somewhere or something, and then I like, Stumble upon it myself, and it's just like fucked with a knife, and I was just like, "Oh man, that's ugh. that's edgy." <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's not what I thought. Whenever I first heard Cannibal Corpse, I thought this is fucking brutal. Like this is intense. I've never heard anything like this, yeah. and um, I got into like the extreme part of metal. Like I was playing Saints Row Two, and on Saints Row Two, they have. Um, a metal station I forgot what it's called but uh the host of it was Corndog and I wanted to hear it's just I don't know who the fuck it is the guy voicing it but he's pretty funny and I would listen to it but then like I heard like I'm gonna write here metal I just skip and go to the rap station but then I just listened to one song and that was Colony of Birchman by Mastodon Mastodon uh-huh. and I got into Mastodon and Mastodon became one of my favorite metal bands and then I found Opeth on there and I found Goat Whore Found Three Inches of Blood. I was a Three Inches of Blood fanboy for the longest time. Yeah. And then after Three Inches of Blood, I found uh, who was that on there? Shit. Black Dahlia Murder. And then after that, I just started going out and I found Cannibal Corpse. I found Slayer. I found uh, God damn it, Kill Me, Mayhem. Speaking of Kill Me, Mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mayhem. Uh, then I found uh, Immortal and Gorgoroth, and I just really started getting into black metal, and like that's like my favorite genre of metal, honestly. But like, yeah, I found other metal bands and stuff like that, and it was really cool, and I was happy to find those bands because they just kind of filled that hole that I was uh, looking for. Yeah, I just, like, ever since, like, I started listening to music, I was just like, I want more, you know? I just, like, kept wanting to discover, like, what what more is there? Like, is it like this? Is it not? Blah, blah, blah. I want to listen 
to it all, you know? Yeah. I was very... I still am to this day. I'm still, like, really curious about music I haven't listened to and, you know? And one of the things is about me and Trevor is that, like, we listen to metal, and that's where we started off with, like... Uh, with like getting into music that not a lot of people listen well a lot of people do listen to metal but uh getting into the music that's like different and that you know most people i guess you would say don't really listen to like i found uh son no oh i didn't find them yet but like whenever i found a weird band it was porcupine tree yeah and that was like my first step into figuring out like about progressive rock and whenever i started listening to porcupine tree what i always do is i list i go to my favorite artists wikipedia pages and read about them and stuff whenever i was bored whenever i was a little kid and i found that stephen wilson was a big fan of king crimson and so I started listening to King Crimson. Well, don't even get me started on King Crimson. Like we're, me and Trevor are huge King Crimson fans. So is Ricky. And, you know, we just... We go nuts. Yeah, that's... King Crimson. In terms of music influences and this specific project, um, I'd say I'm definitely very influenced. And it's really music I listen to a lot is, like, just the progressive kind of music as well as, like, just experimental stuff and just... Even, like, improv stuff like um, John Coltrane and, like, um, Grateful Dead and just all that. Like, that, I, kept say, I keep saying that about us. I keep saying, like, we're going to go down history as one of the world's greatest improvers. We're going to go down history with John Coltrane and yeah. Grateful Dead. <laughs> like, we, like, we really love John Coltrane. Like, me and him have listened to A Love Supreme three times. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we listen. I have it on vinyl, yeah. and I'll bring it over to the house sometimes, and we'll listen to it. And one of my favorite improv bands is the Grateful Dead. I love Jerry Garcia. He's amazing. He's an amazing guitarist, and he has a great technique, and or had a great technique because he's dead. But uh, then there's uh, Sun. Sun is one of my biggest influences. <sighs> And one of the reasons that I like them, a lot of people, when they listen to Sun, they hear just noise. But if you listen to it, they're playing, like, different notes and stuff. They're just playing really, really slow. And they really take their time with the tone of their guitars because the effects pedals they have, it's all distortion, it's all fuzz, it's all overdrive, and it's reverb pedals and delay pedals. And they also have Moog synthesizers, and they uh, really take their time structuring their songs, even for live shows, because they play the song Agartha, which is from their album Monoliths and Dimensions, and that's the first song I ever heard by them, and it was just... It was... Uh, I'm, I am by no means a religious person, but it was very spiritual for yeah. me, listening to that song, especially wearing headphones in the dark. Wow. And... Yeah. Uh, when it, the first Sun album I actually listened to was their collaboration with Ulver, and we've listened to it, and he knows that's one of my favorite albums because that entire album is all improv. They wrote, they recorded it, and played it all on the spot. Wow! It's all recorded, and it's called Terrestrials. And I suggest to the people that are listening to this right now, check that album out, Ulver and Sun Terrestrials. It's a really great song, not song. It's a really great album. It's only got three songs on it. Also, um. It's great to listen Sal's to. by Sun and Scott Walker. Yes. Another one of my favorite in Trevor's, one of our favorite artists, Scott Walker, who's a solo artist. Uh, he's extremely experimental and very dark. 
and just he has this amazing legendary baritone voice yeah and, and <clears throat> I introduced him to them yeah uh, with the album Soused and it opens up with the track Brando and it's about Marlon Brando and it's just a really it's a really intense uh, it's a really intense album and if you are into creepy dark very unsettling but heavy as hell music listen to Soused I'm not gonna promise that you know you'll listen to it immediately and start liking it but I will say like it'll be interesting to listen to and it's one of those albums where you either love it or you hate it so yeah you know well um you know it's funny you mentioned Sun I've seen that name for years I've never really heard a lot of them yeah and uh I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard, aren't there live shows like, you know, it's like ear splittingly fucking loud? Yes, I've, and been, you to, have to, I've been to their show. Really? Mm-hmm. It's like, they, it was with, Bo- it was Boris, Sun, and Sleep, and that's like a legendary lineup. That's a once-in-a-lifetime lineup. Yeah. And I went there down to Austin with uh, my friend Savannah, and we went down there, and when we listen to Sun and it was like words can't describe like whenever you're just even if you're in the back you can feel the because they're very bass heavy that's what most of their music is about heavy bass and you can feel it in your chest and you can basically breathe a frequency and it's honestly like if you don't like Sun on their albums if you go to a show like seriously, you'll be hooked, but you'll basically be like those people who have their mind blown when they feel like they've found the truth because they're chasing the high of having their mind blown. But except with Sun, you're chasing the high of seeing Sun live and experiencing Sun live. Thankfully, I'm not hooked. I'm just hooked on Sun in general. Mm-hmm. So, did you feel the bass tickle your genitals? <laughs> I felt it in my prostate. Awesome, dude. Yeah. I don't know how I got up there, but very great. It was great. <laughs> That was sorry, sun. sorry, that was off topic. No, it's, no, it wasn't. Oh, we yeah. were talking about sun at the concert. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned you know a lot of stuff you two have in common. You mentioned Ricky Black and King Crimson as well. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that all seven guys have in common? Mm, we we're all a bunch of white. faggots. Yeah. <laughs> we love you know like you know I'm only half gay, but these guys they <laughs> love the cat. We love the cat. <laughs> But, uh, no, like, we all love Black Sabbath. Like, that's, like, the common mm-hmm. ground for all of us. We love Black Sabbath and Jimi Hendrix and... Just, like... And we also like, uh... Shit. Who was it? Stuff? Things? Uh, music? Music? We like, we like music. That's it. We yeah. like hands? <laughs> we all like, uh... We're big fans of... Jimi Hendrix and Black Sabbath, like as a band together, mm-hmm. we love Black Sabbath and we love Jimi Hendrix. And but obviously our music sounds nothing like them. <laughs> no, it does. Well, it does. Well, when you can. listen to when you listen to it, like you just got to find because we're blending. You got to understand we have different members with different backgrounds and different tastes in music. Mm-hmm. Like our keyboardist <clears throat> is classically trained, and he like classically potty trained. That joke sucked. You could have done better. Okay. Continue. <laughs> uh, but David's classically trained, and he's a big fan of Bach and Webern. He loves Edgar Winter. 
He's a big Edgar Winter fan. I've never met an Edgar Winter fan before, but he loves him. <laughs> uh, and then Daniel, Daniel's also self-taught uh, with music theory, and he loves Camel Corpse. That's one of his favorite death. Mm-hmm. That's honestly the band that got him started on theory. And uh, he also loves Pink Floyd. He's a big Alice in Chains fan. And uh, then Phil... Phil's self-taught. He does. He knows tablature, but he doesn't really know theory all that well. He knows like what keys to play in and all. But that. it doesn't matter because he's fucking good. Yeah, Phil's <laughs> fucking amazing. But Phil's like Jimi Hendrix, The White Stripes, Nirvana. Um, he likes Sabbath, and you know he's just more like a. I I guess you would say like kind of psychedelic rock, alternative yeah. rock, and heavy metal yeah. based. Um, and Ricky. Ricky loves the Beatles. If, he loves if the, the Beatles. Beatles were one, it, if the Beatles were one person and they had a dick, Ricky would suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know a few people like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, no, seriously, he, him and, and his girlfriend, too. him and his girlfriend love the Beatles, and he bought his girlfriend a box set of all the Beatles albums, and he has a lunchbox of the Beatles. He just, he just, we'll just leave that. He really likes the Beatles, so really likes them, and he also loves Kiss. Yeah, but not only that, but he's like, he's really, um, he's in like, he's taking music theory right now, and he's in, he's in jazz too, and he's, he really knows his stuff, and, and like, what's cool about me playing drums along with him is that I feel like we both can read each other's minds, because like, I'll do, because like, we were, when we were jamming the other day, you guys were on point. Yeah, we were on point. Like, I was like, I, I wasn't even like looking at him or anything. I was just like, everything just like felt right. Like, it flowed well. And yeah, we've got, we've come a long way to where we finally feel comfortable with each other and we know where we're going to go. And, you know, even though like I'll play blank, I'm sorry, I'll play band leader, uh, it's really just to like, it's more of like I'm kind of composing and telling, okay, quiet down okay, you play your part and stuff. And, you know, we just said, uh, you know, it's really good that we've come a long way to where we can feed off of each other yeah. and we know where we're all coming from. Oh, uh, speaking of, like, working off of each other, our newest, like, the newest band member is Mr. Ryland Brockett. He is our saxophonist. He plays tenor and alto sax, and he also plays trombone. We're not, we don't know if we're going to work trombone into this set, but we'll try. But uh, he plays tenor, tenor and alto sax, and his influences on tenor and alto sax are uh, Cannonball Aldrin. Oh, sorry, not Alder, Aldrin. Uh, Alderly. Cannonball Alderly and John Coltrane. And he is a phenomenal saxophonist. Like, Rylan has always been an amazing saxophonist, and I've always wanted to play in a band with him. And he's always kicked ass every time he's played with us. We've only yeah. played him twice, but yeah. he kicked ass. Oh, yeah, definitely. Everyone loved the saxophone. And that's like the third time we played with the saxophonist. The yeah. first time, we it was our second time playing together. It was that open mic. Mm-hmm. And we had there was a saxophonist there, and we asked if he wanted to play with us. And he's like, yeah, sure. And it was like ambient rock. It was really dark. And like we, and we used like the sample... That me and him put together. It's a Lou Reed sample, and we called it. Um, we call it Lewis. Yeah. And um, we took it from this interview, and the interviewer is like, um, 
are you homosexual or transvestite? And he's like, sometimes. And we like put reverb on it, and then <laughs> there's like some parts where he's talking about drugs. And, he, and they stuff ask and him, um, "Do you do drugs?" He's like, "No." And he's uh, um, what does he say? Oh yeah, he's like, "Do you do drugs?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, uh, he's like, I think the government's out to get me. Yeah, he's saying, because I think the government is plotting against me. Yeah, something like that. And uh, (laughs) he's like, uh, I I got checked at the airport. And he's like, like, why? He's like, because I think, because they thought I had drugs. He's like, do you do drugs? He's like, no, no, I don't. And then, like, he said something else. But then they're like, but then he's like, Oh yeah, I do drugs. And then they're like, "Why?" He's like, "It's something to do." <laughs> he's like, and that's the thing we love about Lou Reed. He just fucks with journalists. He's like so uh, in- inconsistent with like the things that he tells them, mainly because he just doesn't want to do the interviews. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely one of my personal influences as well as I know that he's an influence on Dakota. Yeah, and yeah, he's his. Um, I definitely kind of try to incorporate his sound into what we have in any way I can. I don't yeah. know. I just incorporate a lot of influences. but We really do. Like, one of my biggest influences is Michael Girard of Swans. I'm a big Swans fan, like and all the guys can tell you. Um, I uh, really, like, whenever I'm playing Mr. Rogers' music, I'm always the vocalist, and I kind of get this uh, spiritual vibe and I've all, I've told people before like if I had a god it'd be music and you know because music doesn't judge music That's doesn't edgy. care <laughs> seriously like I'm not joking like but uh, like if I think everyone should consider music a god because music doesn't judge music doesn't uh, discriminate music isn't prejudice music's for everyone and everyone can enjoy music and music doesn't care if you don't like it or not because it knows that you exactly that's that's the influence behind our joke of a band (laughs) and harambe Harambe. (laughs) well how would you describe the band to someone you say you got some average fan that just likes crap on the radio that doesn't really know what Mr. Rogers is. Let me handle this. Hold on, I want to say the thing. I was just going to say. Um, stop, stop you, silly <laughs> rat. Our friend. Um, you know, a lot of people just like a lot of generic shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, how would you like explain space this well, um, to people that don't delve into yeah. this area of music? Well, um, we have a friend. His name is Tristan <laughs> Lamb. He's in a local black metal band called Nocturnal Winter. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. Anyways. Um, he called us experimental mindfuck. And we've kind of just <laughs> stuck with that as our genre name. Because really, you can't call us experimental rock. Because sometimes we don't even play rock. Sometimes we'll blend like jazz, funk, and. And then, like, what other thing did we blend? And like last time we jammed, it was like punk whenever I got vocals and I was just like, ah! But you know? well, we were practicing. Well, we were, we were pra- into practicing. It got into this weird tribal punky thing. Yeah. And then, uh, the other time, like, we'll, like, okay. First show we played, it was like funky sludge metal, and then the second time we played, it was like jazz and ambient, and you did like post rock and with black metal vocals. I was about to say you did like some really aggressive vocals, yeah. And uh, the first song that like that we jammed together on, I called that Ted Cruz because it was about Ted Cruz. (laughs) I remember the lyrics. It said, "Do you want to? Do you want to fall down? Do you want to die alone?" Because it's coming your way, and there's not going to be much of you left. 
Because <laughs> it's talking about how like less and less kids in our generation are Christians. Yeah. More kids, like not more kids, more people in my generation believe in evolution than they do creationism. I'm so happy about that. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> like back, back but, to uh, but so anyway. Uh, but then like, but back to the the music. Yeah. Um. Actually, I submitted us to the uh, Tulsa Overground Festival. Shit, man, online. We probably shouldn't have told anyone that. Oh, I don't care. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I submitted this and it was like, uh, what kind of music do you play? And I you put said... experimental mindfuck. And that is how we're then, not going to play. And then and then I put a comma and I put avant-garde. Avant-garde. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I guess that makes more sense. You can call us avant-garde. You can call us like experimental metal, experimental rock, but it doesn't really fit. You can call us... Dubstep. I don't give a shit. I would <laughs> call us whatever I'm you want. Fucking, I'm not fucking. You can call it. us. You can call us Hannah Montana, Gent, Free Jazz, Captain B. Dick, dick and balls. Dick and balls. Chicken and chicken and. You can call. You can call us whatever. You know. I don't give a shit. Okay. Because look, man, when you come to our show, here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna play whatever. We're gonna be weirdos, and you know, you'll either hate us or you'll like us. But I'm probably gonna make you laugh, and. You're probably gonna glare at me for making some really weird jokes because sometimes, like the jokes that we make on the jokes we make on stage are bad. Sometimes, like I've told, I've told some uh, some Jew jokes before. I told some nine eleven jokes. Yeah, you oh, told nine eleven jokes, and like they mainly do it to me because I'm fucking like fucking part Jewish anyway. And they're like, tell tell a joke, Dakota, and I'm like, what's the difference between Anne Frank and Boy Scouts? Boy Scouts come back. The Boy Scouts came back from camp. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. And what was one of the nine eleven jokes that you did? I was like, I don't want to tell a nine eleven joke. Too late. Okay. It was like, um, <laughs> why are Americans bad at chess? Why? Because they can't defend their towers. Oh, Zing. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, like, we'll, we'll like have fun with. Well, he'll have fun with like the crowd and stuff, and yeah, Maybe. and we. We'll, like, we like to, he likes to dress up weird, and like, I'm gonna dress up weird for these upcoming shows, and who knows, maybe that might just be my look for all our shows. But. Yeah, like, wh- one of the things that I did to get people's attention is like, one, the first show I dressed up as a woman, I dressed in drag. Second he looked show, like Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I am Lord. I actually didn't look like Lord. Well, you, you I, just looked like, I, got, I got more Frankenfurter than I did Lord, and I'd rather be Frankenfurter. Well, it looked, it looked like I a Lord, Lord outfit, so we should cover Royals. You should totally do that. You're pushing the envelope. It's already been covered a few times. Oh, yeah. Ah, that that wouldn't be original. Get away from me. <laughs> we can cover Ribs. I love that song. I actually do like Lord, for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord is one of my favorite uh, artists. Tell, tell him what you dressed up as for the second show. I dressed up in a... He was a furry. <laughs> a furry? Is that a furry. I dressed <laughs> no, I dressed up in a fucking suit, and I had a wolf mask on, and I had my friend Savannah paint uh, my corpse paint and uh, I was wearing the wolf mask and no one knew what was underneath there and everyone was kind of staring at me the entire time while I was wearing the wolf mask and then uh, while I was playing I took it off and the whole audience like gasped like ooh and I'm like oh you never seen corpse paint I didn't say that I was singing and performing and shit but I took it off and everyone like was like ooh wow and you know Whatever. And then I, I wear different outfits sometimes. Recently I haven't been. It's too much of a hassle. 
And but this show, you will see me wearing an outfit. Yeah, these shows actually. Yeah, these show like upcoming shows, you will see me wearing an outfit. Oh, I'm I'm gonna look I'm gonna look really sexy. Too. Yeah, you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna look dead sexy. You know, you're. Oh all, yeah. All the guys are gonna want you, and all the ladies <laughs> are gonna want to be you. <laughs> totally. Wait, wait a minute. That was that was Hold back. On. No, no, that was the right way. That was the right way. You, you know, man. That was the right way. I think it's the same way with me. All the ladies will want to be me because you know I, I look like a woman, and because you'll have awesome makeup. I will have awesome makeup, very much so. And then uh, I got I I got some shorts, some like really short like shorts that like up, shorts. that would like that like moms would wear when they go work out at Curves or something. <laughs> I bought those from Old Navy. And I bought like $3 sunglasses with it. And then I'm going to like wear this top. And then I'm going to like get, I want to get like purple glitter too. And like get all over my body and just like dance like this. And Are you like, going to grind on some people? No. Are I, you going to ask them for a dollar dance? No, that, that's, that's sexual harassment. I mean, I'm not, no, no, it's, no, it's not. You're a stripper. No, no, no. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I thought I saw you at Lady Godiva's. No, I no, no, no. no. That was some ugly bitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. You can grind like darling Nikki. Zing. Anyway, uh, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> some of the, what? No. Oh, go on. What you're gonna say? Because I was gonna totally change the subject. No, uh, I was gonna <laughs> change the subject too. Uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, one of our song, like some of the the song titles that are on SoundCloud. Oh uh, yes, a lot of have... people wonder what those song titles mean, and they actually do mean something. But uh, yeah, tell them what the songs are called. Um, if you can remember them, if not, we have Bedoused, 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 no Bedoused, <laughs> Bedoused, Ridden Corpses, or something. What is it? <laughs> Bedoused, Riddled Corpses, Rhonda is my Patronus, Indiana Drones, and Californian Anatomy. <laughs> And uh, but Dallas Road of Corpses is named that because uh, the that part in the song it feels like it kind of feels like walking music. And um, whenever me and Savannah were in Dallas to see Swans, we went to Dealey Plaza and we saw where JFK was assassinated. And as we were going back to my car. We saw this uh, rotting, like it was either a possum or a rat. We couldn't tell, but you could see its skeleton and stuff. And uh, we called, I called the song Dallas Road with Corpses because, you know, we had seen, like, we went to Dallas mainly for swans and we saw a place where someone who was a corpse now died. And uh, we saw a possum slash rat corpse and it just kind of inspired me. And. Uh, so I called it Bedallus Drilled Corpses. And then the next uh, song, which they're two separate songs. But they're all together. They're all together. They're recorded at the same time. Which are on SoundCloud, listen to Anyways. They're on SoundCloud. Mostly harmless. Go get it. Anyway, uh, uh, the second song is called Rhonda is My Patronus. And when Phil started playing that riff, I'd heard him play that riff before the Gypsy. And it was when mine and his friend Rhonda, who, who you know, like it's very... She's a very good friend of mine. I love her very dearly. Um, I I don't know. I just, like, something came over me, and I just started singing these, uh, well, screaming them. I started screaming these uh, lyrics, and Trevor was playing kazoo along to it, and I was, like, just saying, Save your body, save her body, save her body, save your body. Just kept repeat, repeating, save her body, save your body, and save her body. And it's, um, 
it's talking about uh, how one like uh, Rhonda, my friend Rhonda, she's diagnosed with cancer, and you know, uh, you know, that's a uh, kind of when I got the news, it kind of hit me pretty hard, and you know, I, I always think about her, I always worry about her, and you know, I'll uh, those lyrics just came over my head, and it just made me think of Rhonda, and I just started screaming them. And, you know, she liked it. And whenever she started hearing those lyrics, I guess she knew what they meant. Because, you know, it's about saving Rhonda. And it's about saving people from cancer. Because I've had a lot of family members die from cancer. I've had a lot of friends die from cancer. And, you know, it's just talking about, like, you know, save these people, stay healthy and stuff, try and prevent cancer. Um, and if you listen to Taylor Swift, you're just going to get cancer. So <laughs> I suggest stop listening to shit. Uh, but anyway, uh, in all seriousness, so yeah, that's what that song is about. And then the track, Indiana Drones. Indiana Drones is called Indiana Drones because it's a reference to the keyboardist and synthesis of uh, Nine Inch Nails, who's one of mine and Phil's favorite bands. And, you know, the... Okay, my friend, my friend Savannah's ex, who I keep talking about, I love Savannah to death. Uh, she had this boyfriend, and he's from Indiana. He apparently thought I was throwing... He thought I, he thought I was talking shit about him subliminally, because it said Indiana Drones, and I'm just like, no, it's a fucking reference to the keyboardist of Nine Inch Nails. Get over yourself, you piece of shit. God. And so, like, but it's also called yeah, you're that, talking yeah. shit about him. Because <laughs> he is a piece of shit. It's not talking shit if it's true. Anyway, he's going to hear this anyway. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you, Nolan. Anyway, um, so, uh, next thing is... Uh, Californian Anatomy. Yes. Californian Anatomy is like that really fucking heavy part in a really... Because it's basically a drone track. But like it's, when it gets to Californian Anatomy, it gets this like really cool like... It, it builds up and it's yeah. like... It's kind of like... In a way I kind of compare it, it's like a so, the song A Saucer Full of Secrets by Pink Floyd. Like in the Pompeii, it like builds up with the drums. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it just kind of... It kind of builds up. Yeah, it just know? builds up very progressively and it's very organic too. Like... And we're just me and Trevor's playing kazoo, and I'm playing drums with Ricky, and it's just one drum set, and I'm just like playing the toms, and then I give them to Trevor, and Trevor's playing uh, the toms, and we're just like going. We're just in Ricky's personal space. Yeah, we're just in in his personal space. Personal personal space. space. (laughs) Stay out of my personal space. Anyway, but it was pretty cool, and we're very happy about the way it came out, and we're probably going to release it soon, actually. Maybe we just have we don't know yet. We might oh, um, um, we don't we're not gonna tell you what the what the uh, EP is called or should we tell them what it's called? Yeah, it's called Kill Yourself with a Shower Curtain. Yes, it's called Kill Yourself with a Shower Curtain. In case anyone couldn't keep up with how fast Trevor talks, <laughs> and and the uh, cover is like the no, co- no 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 don't tell them the cover yet. Okay, I don't want to ruin the cover. I want them to think about what the cover is seriously. Okay. some people don't even know what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's a pretty interesting cover. It's on SoundCloud. You can download it for free and shit. We're going to probably sell it at Starship. We can press it. it. Yeah. Which Starship, um, we've been talking to some of the dudes at Starship and stuff. I even ran to, um, one day I ran to John from Machine in the Mountain. I was just there. I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, I'm in this band called Mr. Rogers Intergalactic Sexual Experience. He's like, whoa, what? I was like, yeah. I like show him our logo. He's like, holy fuck, I haven't heard you guys. I want to play with you. And I was just like. My namesake alone, people listen to our band. Yeah. And every time I show people it, they tell me one of three things. They tell me, this is really trippy. I like it a lot. Or 
this is a really weird and heavy, I don't usually listen to this kind of music, but I love it. Or, your music makes me want to trip acid. <laughs> and I'm like, trip acid? Yeah. I mean, and drop acid? And what's, <laughs> what's cool is that, like, I get, like, um, our friends at Lesson Human, like, they listen to our stuff, and they, like, they always give us feedback, and they always... And most of the time, it's always good feedback. And just like you're not just saying that because we're friends of you, right? Like we actually mean it. it just <laughs> they like, mean it. Like, like they... and a band is good, man. You know, it makes me feel like, hey, maybe we're like actually like doing something good. And, I don't know. Yeah, and you know, Chase Adsit brought a kazoo to their last show with Psycho Stick and played it, for, and as like a nod, like respect for Mr. Rogers, and that made us feel pretty good. Oh, oh, uh, sorry, I forgot that we have like uh, that. You guys do that old whole uh, thing where. Uh, you know, a band plays their music, like, they send it to you. Well, uh, we're going to play a live set. Me and me and Trevor. We brought our instruments. I have a jug, <laughs> as you can hear. Uh, at, well, not here. He couldn't hear me drinking from it. But, hold on, let me check. Let me, let me check my kazoo. <laughs> yeah, you good? <laughs> what, whatever, fuck it. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just, uh, I'll, I'll play the drum. I'll play the, the jug. Oh, okay, I'll do this. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that song is uh, called "Fuck Yourself." You can hear it on the the next. Uh, you can hear it on the next Mr. Rogers album. It's called uh, uh, "Black Star." That was all improv. <laughs> See, we're, we're gonna go down in history with the great improvers. Yeah, very, very much so. I'm gonna you make you make John Coltrane look like shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Coltrane. Sorry, Mr. Coltrane. I know you Wherever can't you hear are me. Out there. I know you can't hear me because you're dead. But yeah. and then, like, I'm kinda, sorry. Kind of off note, but um. Last time, um, the full band, well, it was most of the band, the full band, the whole band. um, last time we jammed was Center of the Universe, like, we just showed up to the No, center. that wasn't, that wasn't the whole band. Well, I, I oh, said almost said, full band, sorry, yeah. yeah, anyways, anyways, yeah, we just, like, we were supposed, we were supposed to play, like, our first, like, gig, and it got canceled, so we were like, well, we still want to do something, we still want to play for people, so we were just like, let's just show up to the Center of the Universe. And we did. So we did that, and people just, like... Nothing, like, really happened. People just, like, walked by, and they were like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and whenever we were playing, like, people came. Yeah. <laughs> people came, and uh, they were uh, uh, hitting the hash. I, it was fun, because I got to, like, I was, like, run, I had a lot of room to, like, run around. I was running around in circles, playing my kazoo, getting dizzy, jumping up and down. and I was doing the same thing. And harmonize, since, like, I was harmonizing with Ryland, too, like, the saxophone on the kazoo, it sounded like... Sounds spot on. It sounded spot on. It sounded, you know, it sounded Gucci, man. <laughs> it was that that uh that. It was the bees' tits. That's what it was. It was uh, if, if bees had tits, yeah, yeah, totally. That the, the, the bee titties and bee cups. Anyway, did you play uh, the kazoo inside the middle of the center of the universe thing? Um, I didn't because we weren't. Question. I we didn't want to get in the middle of the center because we that, knew that there were tourists and they would they that's where tourists go in Tulsa a lot. Yeah, and plus they and, couldn't really hear you on that side of the Yeah, no, not really. And like sometimes <laughs> the tourists would be trying to like like hear themselves. I'm like, no, you got to get low. Like I would tell them you have to get low and do it because I know how it works and shit. 
But yeah, uh, we played Center of the Universe, and it was really fun. Phil couldn't play. You couldn't hear Phil. Yeah, because he brought his acoustic, and then and we it, had, like... It didn't work out. Yeah, but, but you know what? It's still sounding great anyways. Yeah. And next, we might do it again, or something like it, yeah. but next time we'll we'll take better precautions. We'll take and, a generator with us and a yeah. surge protector. And, oh yeah, and we didn't we didn't contact anyone from the city for this, by the way. Like, I told my dad this, and he was like, Who, how'd you do that? I was like, oh, we just showed up. We just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what we did? We, uh, we walked up the stairs, we set up our gear. And we tuned shit, and then we said, okay, what are we going to play? We figured out what we are going to play, then we started playing, no one gave a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we did it. But you know what? It was fun, because it was a Friday night, and our show was canceled. Yeah, our show got canceled, and, you know, it, shit happens, and, you know, we're, we still had a good time. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Our girlfriends were there. Yeah. And our friends were there, and it was... Random strangers were there who love us, and you know. And it was, and luckily it didn't rain on us because it was raining earlier that day, and yeah. we we're just like, shit. Well, if it rains again, it's like, nope, it's not gonna rain like on us again. It's so. not gonna rain. Don't rain on my parade, you son of a bitch, nature. <laughs> yep. Well, anyways, yeah, that's that was the scenario. Universe. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, what is your? Do you have any other questions? Sorry, we got sidetracked. I don't know. That's always good to get sidetracked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I had one question. Um, how many people have you offended with your? Do the Kurt Cobain? <laughs> oh shit! Space Eyes song. Okay, yeah. Or is that just do people just find it funny? Because I find it funny. <laughs> I think it's fucking great. Get you with the Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah, everyone actually loves the Kurt Cobain. It's one of my biggest songs, and uh, I don't really know how many people I've offended. I just know that people have unfriended me for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to try and actually learn to play that. Yeah. We're going to try to learn to play that for the Gypsy, because that's actually, like, a song that everyone knows about Space Eyes. Like, my biggest songs right now are Space Eyes, Beach House, Camo, which I just released, uh, the Kurt Cobain, and Smoke. Those yeah. are my biggest songs. And everyone always says, like, play the Kurt Cobain, do the Kurt Cobain, and uh, some people let's say, are you going to play Kurt Cobain? Or, they, or they'll say, are you going to play Doing the Kurt Cobain? I'm like, no, that's not the name. I can play it because you said that. Uh, I'm a dick. Anyway, uh, but uh, I prob- the only time I've ever had someone actually like message me, I don't remember their name. They're a punk or something. Like, they're, like they, they're in the punk community. I don't give a fuck about them. Anyway, but, uh, I mean, I love the punks. I love hanging out with punks. I love, I love the punks. I love the punks. I love the spirit of the punks. I love the motivation of the punks. I love how they never listen. Except if your name is Johnny Rotten. Talk about their food, too. Your, your food is... I don't know. I've never had your food. But I bet it's spiky. I love their I, smell. I bet, I bet it's got patches all over it. And I bet it's delicious. I hate the smell of you. I'm better than you. I'm richer than you. Make America great again. Anyway. Uh, or make America punk again. Whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, uh, so... You think punks would actually want to vote for Donald Trump since like they'd be... Voting for the guy that would give him more song ideas, you know, and kind of fuck everything up. But no, they're not. Nope. <laughs> anyway, so, but uh, I had this one guy, and he was a punk, and he messaged me, and apparently he was a really big fan of the Kurt Cobain, and this is the first time I've ever talked about it, because I just felt like no one would give a shit or believe me. Uh, but it's on record now, and you all are going to hear the story. So... It was about mm, 
a month after I had released it, and my friend Alexis, uh, she shared it on her page. That guy saw it, and he said, hey, you think it's funny to make a fun of someone who's killed themselves? You think suicide is funny? You think that people love... You think that his family likes that joke? You think that, you know, that's appropriate? And I said, well, Courtney Love is probably never going to see my song. Probably <laughs> won't give a shit. Secondly, yes, I think suicide is funny. Sometimes you got to make light of the things that are serious. Being someone who has survived suicide three times, yeah, I think it's pretty funny. And, uh, you know, you got to learn to laugh at things. Like, you know, make fun of abortion. Make fun of uh, suicide. Make fun of people dying. Fuck, man. We tell uh, fucking uh, Holocaust jokes and fucking uh, 9-11 jokes. People have gone darker, okay? I saw a fucking uh, meme where it said, when the Girl Scouts are better than the cookies and it had a bloody condom. That's pretty fucking dark and that's pretty <laughs> fucked up, but it's not serious. It's just made... To, like, get a ride. It's meant to be edgy. It's meant to be offensive. And if you are, like, taking it seriously, if you're taking serious what I'm saying, because in the song, it says, when your life is a pain and you have nothing to gain, just shoot some happiness into your veins and spread out your brains. If you feel like you're better off dead and so far, kid, you've got it, just take these three steps that I've said and you'll be doing the Kurt Cobain. And he thought it was offensive. Being a punk, a fucking punk... That I uh, wanted, that I told people to take heroin and kill themselves, even though I don't want them to. Seriously, like fuck you, people. I hope the people that are listening to this and listen to that song and get offended by it fucking hear it because fuck you, okay? I fucking hate you. <laughs> you know, I just, I just you ruin. Hold on, you ruin the fun in everything. You're a buzzkill. You're a party pooper. You're a fucking piece of shit. And I do hope you do the Kurt Cobain. I, you know what? I just want to point out that guy is pro- that guy was probably not even around for Kurt Cobain's suicide. He probably wasn't. So yeah, I don't know how old he was, but I didn't give a shit. He probably isn't. I told enough. him. He, I told him I don't care. I've already had like ten people unfriend me on Facebook, and I don't give a shit. I knew that people were going to be offended. Right, it's, it's That's why song. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a song, okay? And you know, it's not meant to be taken seriously unless you're going to make a big deal about it, and you probably should do it. You know, exactly. Just saying, you know, like put on a blonde wig or go to a hair salon and say, ask when they say, hey, what do you want? How do you want me to cut your hair? Say, yeah, I'd like the Kurt Cobain. I, I promise you, they'll go back there. They'll get a shotgun, grab a syringe, grab a, a pound of that uh, of that Vietnamese Bam Bam, and uh, they'll sl- they'll smack that sucker right on the table with all that blue juice shit that they put their fucking scissors in and shit and uh they'll just you know smack it down and you know they'll fill that syringe right up for you buddy and uh you know just you get that final fix a boy and uh you know you put that guy in your mouth you got a Kurt Cobain haircut there you go have fun yeah enjoy yourself because I know I will uh and on that note random side note and on that note Okay. I, you know, I'll admit, I, I don't like to admit whenever I love, you know, uh, extremely popular stuff. Mm-hmm. But I as understand. I get older, I don't give a shit anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love the Foo Fighters. Yeah, same. So, good for Kurt Cobain, because we got the Foo Fighters. Yeah. yeah. Good on you, man. You didn't, knew, you didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> or did you? I mean, back on the Kurt Cobain thing, it was 20-something years ago. That means... 
since it was so long ago. It means it's funny now, like that South Park. Yeah, we got we got yeah, like twenty hey, it's years. It's funny now. You was know? it twenty years ago? Twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty two yeah. years ago that he killed himself. Yeah, it's been twenty years. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. The Holocaust was eighty something years ago. Get over it. Nine <laughs> eleven. Ten years ago. Ten plus years ago. We're we're getting to twenty. Get over it. Yeah, that's edgy. Oh no, wait, no, it's fifteen years ago. Yeah, we're almost there. Get over it. So is twenty the threshold? I guess. I, I, I guess so. I guess. I guess. I mean, according, like, I, according to South Park, that it, that AIDS episode, like AIDS is funny now, you know. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. I mean, like apparently it's not funny to say the word fag anymore, but I still say it because I know what I mean when I say it. Yeah, and you know we still say it to each yeah, other. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Ooh, you're a fag, Trevor. You're a fag. Thank you, Trevor. baby. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome, man. We like one of the things is that I want to say to people is like, don't be afraid to come up to us after the shows. You know, hang out with us. We want to hang out with you. We want to see you. We want to have fun with you. We don't care. We we love you guys, and you know we make we play this music not just for ourselves, but we play it for you. Because we like to play for you. And, you know, we can't wait to see you guys at the Gypsy. And we can't wait to see you guys at Halloween Fest. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us, just look us up. Mr. Rogers Intergalactic Sexual Experience. We have a Facebook and we now have an Instagram. And, you know, if you just want to talk to the band members, you know, hit me and Trevor up. And, you know, we'll, we'll show you... We'll show you a good time. Not the sexual way, but <laughs> with our music. I mean, if you're a, if you're a lady... And you're looking for a good time, you know. Uh, I'll be Peter Steele for a night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I won't. I, I'll. I'll love you to death until seven a.m. comes, and then you got to get out. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be like some feminist or some feminazi that's going to be like, "Oh my God, Dakota Harrington of, of Mr. Rogers' intergalactic sexual experience treats women like they're sexual objects." <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Stop trying to start shit where there ain't any. <laughs> but the woman must have milk white skin. No. Uh, yes. I don't give a shit. Hey, I'm, I'm trying to play into Peter Steele thing for you. Ah, oh, milk white. Yes. And then, and then on another typo note, we, um. We love typo negative. That's, yeah. Oh, that's yes. another band. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, that's right. And then, like, um, whenever I think, um, we, one said that we play at the Gypsy. We started off as an as a nod to typo because we were like one two three four I don't want to live no more. We just started off like that. <laughs> yeah we yeah. Uh, we opened up with what's that song called? To hold the Gravita- gravitational constant. Yeah, gravitational constant. We yeah. opened like we just did. One, this was two, that part. Three, four, I, I mean, I mean, no the gypsy isn't no covers at all. But then we were just like. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really covered. It's not really a cover. It's more of just a reference. Yeah. In yeah. case they wouldn't know. They wouldn't. Yeah. They, like, one of the things is, this is what I want to, I forgot, we got, forgot to talk about this. The first time we played at the Gypsy, well, I guess, no, there wasn't that many people there. But, you know, okay, first and second time we played at the Gypsy, we blew them away because they never heard, like, there's never any heavy music at the Gypsy. There's or just, interesting music. <laughs> Native Strange is good. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's there's good artists. Phil's badass. Adonis is badass. Adonis Adonis Alessi. Look up Adonis Alessi. He is amazing. And he's he also fabulous. I love. He him, is dude. fabulous. He's he's got great fashion sense. And he always dresses up in drag. And you know he's a beautiful man. He's he very is funny. And he's a very he's a very sweet person. You'll love him to death. Uh, but uh, yeah, please check out these bands. Uh, Native Strange and Adonis Alessi. 
Um, and Nocturnal Winter, just look them up on YouTube. With a K. Shows. With a K. Nocturnal with a K. Because they're uh, edgy. They're so edgy, I cut myself on that edge. Uh, <laughs> Less Than Human, check out Less Than Human. Uh, check out Obscure Sanity. They have an album out. Check them out. Which, the I just want to say, if, if you're a metal fan that lives in Oklahoma, and you support the scene, and you haven't heard of Less Than Human yet, then you know... Call out from under your fucking elitist rock, okay? Okay, yeah. Yeah. For real, my dudes. For, For real, real. <laughs> my droogs. My droogs. Anyway, but yeah, and then, uh, you know, but yeah. Um, uh, who else? Doesn't Violent Victim have some music out? Oh, yeah, Violent Victim. I don't know if they have music out, but. Yeah, maybe. I don't they're know. pretty They're pretty badass, and I can't wait to play with them at the Halloween Fest. But yeah, check out those bands I just named off. They're amazing. Um, and if you want to know what Space Eyes is about, I guess check out Space Eyes. You can just find me on SoundCloud. It's the black and white picture with an explosion of light coming out of my chest. And Mr. Rogers' SoundCloud is called Mostly Harmless, not Harmless, (laughs) Mostly Harmless, (laughs) capital N, capital H, and you'll find us. The title is written in Russian, and, you know, so, except, like, uh, our album's called To Kill... Uh, not To Kill, sorry. It's called... Uh, our album is called uh, Kill Yourself with a Shower Curtain, but translated from Russian, it's called uh, He Killed Himself with a Shower Curtain. So, like, because that's like... I guess they don't have it in Russian. I don't speak that much Russian. But, uh... uh one of the... What else? Volition. Check out Volition. Volition released a demo a while ago. Volition's a good thrash band. Uh, who else are we missing? I think that's it. Yeah? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. No one else? Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, we forgot Old Man. Old Man, take a look at my life. <laughs> they know Old Man. Yeah. 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 I've met them. They're really cool dudes. Yeah, I talked to vocalists, um, last time I saw him. I, like, I, I started a conversation with him because I went over to him and I sang that. He was like, I love that song. I was like, are you guys going to cover? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then and I was like, hey, so you guys are pretty quirky, and we're like super fucking weird, so we would like fit well on the bill. We'd like to play a show. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, that'd be cool. So who knows? Who knows what might happen? I would love to see a show where it's Jack Ketch and the Bilge Rats, um, Machine in the Mountain, Old Man, Less Than Human, and Mr. Rogers. Dude, that would be killer. That would be the weirdest. That would give ever. me a hard on. I like would a my, heart, my heart and affection erection. You know. Yeah, that would give me a heart on too. It wouldn't make me, you know, erect, but it would make my heart erect. It'd make me very. It would send me into a heart attack. Yes. So, but I would. It'd be worth it. Be worth it. Would, it. Yes. Yeah, very much so. I'd love to have that heart attack with you. I'd love to have that. Yes. Heart on. If you're li- if you're listening, local bands, we want to play shows. Um, we don't give a shit what show we play. Yeah, we don't give a shit what we play. We'll play that shit with you. Yeah, well, even if it's rap, we'll we'll. Yeah, we'll do yeah, that. we want to play for anyone, anywhere, anytime. We don't care who. Don't give a fuck. We love music. What? Who cares what genre? Who, who gives a fuck? I don't care. And uh, if big bands, big bands, if you're listening, uh, preferably, uh, Mike Patton. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, hey Mike Patton, we hey want Patton, we want to do a collab Opeth, with you. Opeth, Mike Patton, uh, Swans. Yeah, if you can hear this, Michael Girard. You know, if you can hear this, man. Like, I don't want to sound desperate, but if if you could just you know hook me up, if you could hook us up <laughs> with that show, with that gig, I think you'd like us a lot since you toured with Baby D. You know, just uh, 
you know, give us that set, man, motherfucker. Uh. And then, and then on on a note, kind of like that. Um, when I met Volbeat when they play back in August, oh, God. I was like, <laughs> I like introduced myself to Michael, and then he he was like, hey, and then I like took a picture with him, and then like. And then he took pictures of, like, everyone else and, like, signed stuff. And as he was, like, walking on the bus, I was like, I'm in a band called Mr. Rogers Intergalactic Sexual Experience. <laughs> and he just kind of, kind of looked back and he, like, walked on his bus, so... He laughed. So Volbeat knows about us, <laughs> I guess. <Yes. laughs> Volbeat knows about us, and I'm pretty sure when they... You're big in Denmark now. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to show up in Denmark and he's going to, like, there oh, yeah. And then he's going to, like, look up on South he'll come to He'll come to our show... And he'll say, he'll say to Trevor, were you the guy that yelled that at me? And he'll be like, you remember. You know, I was so tempted to be like, be like, hey, do you guys want to open for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just imagine. I just, I, I, I can't really, I need to make a fool out of, my, out of myself more to promote my shitty man. Out, yeah, I need nowadays. to do that too. Like, like. The, I, Mr. I Rogers just... has gotten bigger than Space Eyes, so I got to promote both of my shitty bands. <laughs> One of them's just less shitty than the other because you know more people like it, and you know I'm just dying in my sleep every night. Uh, you know, uh, if you guys want to, you know, take me out of this existential fucking nightmare and just uh, give us a fucking gig, that would be nice. You know, that'd be great. That would, yeah. If you could just uh, give us some set, you know, give us some gigs. <laughs> we'll yeah, that would uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Office space. Yep. Yeah, love that show. Okay. Uh, can I ask you a question? Of course. So, you guys have been doing this for 10 plus years? 11 years, yes. 11 years. Wow. Now, with well, the podcast we've been doing since May of 2015. So, a year and a half almost. You guys are approaching the triple digits. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in the 90s, so we're getting close to legitimizing this yeah. thing. Yeah. And once you get to 100, you're set. Yeah. You know? And so. what's cool is that, you know, they interviewed people from bands like Corrosion of Conformity and Death Angel and The Sword and Crowbar. So, like, the fact that they, like, they've done this and that that they've done those and that they're doing this, too, that's just, like... Yeah. I'm actually pretty honored to be on yeah. here. I was, like, uh, really excited. Yeah. I was really excited. Like, whenever... I was on my way back from Dallas from the Swan Show with Savannah... And, you know, by the way, Savannah does my makeup. And, you know, if you guys want some great makeup artists, like for the bands who are listening, I'd ask Savannah Lazan. You can find her on Facebook, just Savannah Lazan and Elena Stafford. They will, they'll hook you up. Like they're great makeup artists and they will, they'll, they do a great job. I always, I trust them with my makeup. Uh, but anyway, sorry uh, for going off talk. I just want to help as many people as I can. Um uh, right get their name out there that's what we do a you're lot. a saint oh thanks i need to <laughs> now they need to put me in the vatican anyway so uh uh what would i be the saint of the saint of extreme music not extreme metal not metal just extreme music I anyway we hear fucking music that works <laughs> odd music anyway so uh but um we were coming back from dallas and I saw that you guys were messaging me in a group chat, and uh, Trevor was in, and you guys said, yeah, we'd like to get Mr. Rogers on. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like Thunder Underground, man. They want to fucking, like, put me on there. Hell yeah. And, like, I was excited. I really was. I've been excited for so long, and I was like, for a while, I was like, are they going to do it? Are we going to do this? <laughs> and, like, I'm just like, oh, they're busy. They're, they're, they got a lot of shit going on. They have jobs. They also interview other bands and shit. 
But yeah, I was pretty yeah. pretty excited. And I was here like, we are. me and Trevor were pretty excited. We were waiting for it. We thought we'd have the whole band here, but you know, they're practicing tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully they got some stuff done. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, we we're glad to have you, and this was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Great. I hope you had a lot of fun listening yes. to the weirdest shit ever. Definitely. This is yeah. probably the most laughs I've had during during one of these. So that was just great. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's like every time, honestly, every time that someone hangs out with us, whether it be a fan or a fellow uh, musician. We don't have any fans, scene. so we just have friends. No, we have fans. We have fan friends. Those 15 people, those 15 random strangers that came to see us, those are fans. No, they aren't. Yes, we they don't are. have fans. Yes, we, we hate do. people. Okay, calm down, okay? Yeah. Listen, listen, Your Honimus. Listen, Your I want to throw my fecal matter at everyone. Listen, Gigi. Gigi. G. Gigi. Jesus. Jesus. Shut the fuck up. This okay. is a big uh, Gigi Allen fan here, by the way. I have Gigi Allen's bio- bio- biography. The, I'm not like Walls. a fan because he was a... I mean... He thinks that murder but, I mean, and rape should should have been legal. Like, uh, well, one of his fucking song titles is "Expose Yourself to Kids Before They Grow Up and It's Too Late." It's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, I mean, it really is. But I'm intrigued. Have you seen the documentary? I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's that the guy, Hate the, in America. Yeah, the yeah, guy from that. old school did it. Yeah, I mean, that's fucked. You need to see. that. Yeah, I like how they how like they um buried him because he had that song. He's like. He's like, when I die, don't do no shit to me. Just fucking bury me with some bottles or whatever. Bury me and they with did. the bottle Yeah, they did. And he stunk and everything. Yeah. yeah. I, that was one of his country songs. Yep. Yeah, I actually listened to that song. I love that song. Like, Gigi Allen was a fucked up individual, but you cannot deny that he is an icon in extreme music, both punk and metal. Because, like, amongst uh, others, he's up there with dead he's up there with um fuck gall he's up there with ozzy osbourne he's up there with alice cooper Mm -hmm. you know they've done like they may not have done like dead may have done just as much fucked up shit as uh Gigi, but he dead never promoted rape or anything he just promoted killing yourself um and death uh but like gall doesn't really promote any of that but you know i just mean like stage persona wise he was like a fucked up individual yeah, and was. like alice cooper and ozzy osbourne and you know dead and Gigi allen those guys like were on the same level they did equally fucked up shit alice cooper's done more fucked up shit than ozzy osbourne but ozzy osbourne biting the head off a dove and biting the head off a bat that still rings to this day yeah you yeah, know. it does. And, you know, I just respect Gigi Allen as an artist and not, as an individual, not for what he believed in, not for what he preached, but yeah. just as an individual, as an icon, and as a musician, you know? And then and then one last thing. I don't, I don't think this artists should... This is going to be the last thing. I think they should just say we're going to wrap it up and then, you know... Okay. <laughs> okay, well, just one last thing. I don't think that you should throw poo-poo at people. I don't think it's... I'm not going to throw poo-poo at people. Okay. I'm right. not going to leave that. that. I will never do that. We'll leave that, that. Okay. I'm not going to do that. I may kill myself on stage. Oh, uh, yes. With poo-poo. Live suicide. Like, <laughs> with a gun. And then poo-poo. No, because okay. I'll be dead. Okay. I, I mean, I may shit myself. I mean, that's the, only way you could top, that's the only way you could top Gigi, so... Well, yeah, because that's what he wanted to he do. Wanted he wanted to do, but he, he, he was too busy ODing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and his friends, his friends took pictures with his dead body or no no they took it while he was ODing while he was in his coma 
and he just died, and his friends called the ambulance, and the ambulance come and get him, came and got him, and nope, what happened? They left. Because <laughs> oh, they kind of knew they'd be fucked since they were taking a shit ton of drugs. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, uh, I was really, like, like you know, I I love that book. Like, I honestly do. You get to actually see what was going on in Gigi's life in prison. And, you know, he really hated authority. He really hated the prison guards, and the prison guards would fuck with him and shit. But the thing that he did a lot in prison mainly was drawing and writing to his girlfriend. And masturbating. were like 17 and 18. And he wrote to John Wayne Gacy, which John Wayne Gacy's letters, I've read them during the book. And, you know, whenever I showed that to my friend Savannah, like, she was, like, excited. Because, you know, <laughs> me and her, we were, like, fascinated by serial killers. And John Wayne Gacy is one of her favorite serial killers. Same with me. And, uh, you know, John Wayne Gacy drew portraits of Gigi Allen. And I think, like, the other things that, like, intrigued me, how did his dick not get raw jerking off all the time in prison? (laughs) He was a chronic masturbator, and he had such a small dick. (laughs) How could he get a grip on that? How could his girlfriends... His girlfriends were fucking 17, right? They were like yeah. 17, right? 17 and 18. And this guy's like fucking 30. He, he was too old. Seven? He was yeah. fucking old. Anyway, 17 and 18 year olds, and they're like, this is my father. This is my daddy. I'm like, oh, God, no, honey. No. No, no, no. Don't say that. That's all kinds of fucked up. Yep. He was fucked up. That's for sure. You know who else is fucked up? That me and uh, Trevor's girlfriend, Cambria. Which, by the way, if you want an amazing makeup artist to do your makeup for you, Cambria Renee, she'll do it for you. She's awesome. She's great with makeup, and you know, yeah. she's gonna do. She'll she's gonna do Trevor's makeup, and she may do my makeup someday. But yep. she's gonna do Trevor's, and you know, Cambria's awesome. Anyway, uh, me and Cambria love Charles Manson. Yeah, Charles Manson, <laughs> amazing, amazing musician, crazy motherfucker. Yeah. And, you know, I really want to... That shit. crazy, yeah. And, you know, I, uh... <clears throat> yeah, crazy motherfucker. I watched his uh, documentary, and, you know, like... Some of the shit that he says is, uh... Pretty intense. But, yeah. like, I think one of the coolest things I ever saw him do is, like, when they asked him in court, who are you? And he made, like, these weird faces. And he said, no one. I'm a bum. I'm a hobo. And I'm just uh, some weirdo. And I was like, damn. It's like the one time I ever saw him look sane for once. Yeah. And when he said that, you know, like, that's just always, like, stuck with me when, when since I was a kid. And, you know, like, my lyrics, like, I have lyrics prepared for Mr. Rogers' songs, you know, actually. And I put a lot of depth into them. I'm glad we're still going. Anyway, uh, but I put a lot of depth <laughs> into the lyrics, like, because um, one of my favorite lyricist is uh, Christian Espadel Gall of Gorgoroth because his songs are very uh, philosophical my songs aren't philosophical but I try to get into it as uh, deep and as emotional as him like uh, one of my uh, songs it's called El Ducherino I gave him the song he gave me the song idea (laughs) the idea for the title because I was like kind of overanalyzing it but the song is, like, basically about, uh, it's kind of about people who use you and people who want nothing more than to use you as a crutch to get forward in life. They're kind of 
independent they're kind of dependent on you and it's not a codependency but in a way it is because the person who they're dependent on begins to become dependent of that person because they want to take care of that person so they kind of become codependent on each other for this person to survive they need to depend on this person who's helping them survive because they're carrying all the weight and for this person to quote unquote survive they feel like their purpose is to take care of this person and they feel like that person is their responsibility and that's what El Ducherino is about it's talking about how those people who manipulate others to believe like that they need them are twisted and fucked up and they're nothing but weaklings and you know I have other songs like uh one of them is uh, one of them is called uh, "Their Friends," and it's about uh, it's kind of about how um, closet, how people who are in the closet who are homosexuals like some of them have their stories where they've tried their hardest to be straight, and they really have, but they kind of can't help it. So with their partner, like who they're in a heterosexual relationship with, they'll try all these things to try and make themselves like attracted to them. But it's never the same because they're not attracted to that person. They're attracted to, like, you know, if it's a woman, she's attracted to women. If it's a guy, they're attracted to men. And it's just not the same. They don't have the same touch as a man does or as a woman does because, you know, they're the opposite sex. You know a lot about this, Dakota. You have something to tell us? I have friends (laughs) that tell me these things. I just listen and I try to capture it and I try to do what Peter Steele does. He He puts himself in their shoes and looks at it from their perspective. And I... I do that constantly. And another song it's I've written lyrics for, it's called Tug of War. And it's kind of, it's about uh, how people nowadays are distracted by, you know, just the struggle of getting by in life and how there's really no one else there to help them. They're kind of on their own in the world and they really have no one else there to walk them through it. And for those people, it talks about how some of them, you know, they get better, they learn from the suffering they endure, and they try to make it not happen again, or they try to make things better, and they work with what they got, and they get to a point where they're past it all, and they have a very prosperous and great life because they persevered through all the bullshit. And then there are some people who just get stuck in the bullshit who can't leave it because that's all they know and they know there's like all these ways out but they're kind of afraid because they think something else will happen to them something worse will happen to them even though there's a part of them that tells them something good will happen they just never risk the chance they'd rather stick with what they have instead of trying to work with what they have to get more you know and you know not a lot of people know that because I you know I just don't really reveal my lyrics to people when it comes to Mr. Rogers. But some songs are funny, too. Some songs are funny. I have a... I came up with a song idea called Existential Pizza. And, like, the last couple lines are, like, with uh, cheesy goodness comes, comes dire, dire consequences. consequences. <laughs> and it's yeah. just kind of like a system of down influence. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah. And, like, the song... Um, in that song, Their Friends, like, it talks about... Uh, like, it gets pretty graphic sometimes, the way that I describe my stuff. <laughs> like, it really does. Like, it gets uh, really graphic. I've never, like, had to, like, 
explain it, but um, it says, um, I'll read you some lyrics. I'll read it. Okay, ready? Says he'd rather be packing his uh, packing his fudge, trying to get her to budge on giving his fudge conveyor a nudge. His libido is limp and dead, like his stringy friend. Just get it back up. She has to give you head. You can only smother her when you're thinking of her mother or her brother. Even when you're in, uh, even when you're in, she never gets to end. No wonder she wanted me to clutter up her butter gutter. Peggy, Peggy, <laughs> give it to me, rough baby. Peggy, Peggy, suit up, strap in, get me loaded, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you get the Peggy thing, if some, yes. for those of you who don't get the Peggy thing, <clears throat> Peggy is a reference to pegging. That's pegging, P-E-G-G-I-N-G. Uh, and if you don't know what pegging is, look it up. <laughs> I was thinking I've, pe- already, I've already said a bunch of really bad stuff already, and I think I need to tone it down a bit. I just okay. want to say one last thing. Ranch it up. Okay, ranch it up. Time ranch to up. deliver a pizza bowl. Nope. Ranch it up. Nope, time to deliver a pizza ball. All right. We love Eric Andre, by the way. That's also where we get our influence from our stage presence. Yep. We get it from Eric Andre. Uh, we actually watch uh, comedians and um, TV shows, and we kind of get our influence from a stage persona from those TV shows. Like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, Eric Andre, Loiter Squad. Yeah. Uh, George Carlin. Yeah. And the weird stuff that Maynard does in Pussifer. And also, did we... Bill Hicks? Oh, yeah. Bill Hicks, definitely. Yeah. That's where I get, like... That's where the dark humor and stuff comes from. Bill Hicks and George Carlin yeah. and Rick and Morty. We just... Yeah. We try to capture that, you know. But, yeah. Yep. Uh, before we go, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask us, like, from all the shit that we've just said? <laughs> Even though we said we were going to wrap it up about a long time ago. <laughs> no, we love it. Yeah, I think that's that's it. it that was my, awesome. What I have. I, I like that we said we were going to wrap it up 30 minutes ago and still kept going. That's fucking good. Yeah. yeah we, that's the good ones. Yeah, we we honestly <laughs> have like, so much to say, but we can't because like there's a lot of stuff that Mr. Rogers is planning and there's a lot of stuff that Mr. Rogers is writing. Yeah. And, you know, we're just, you know, we have a lot of ideas and we have a lot of things we're working on, but we just can't reveal them right now. I will say one thing, though, about this show coming up. David Nicholas, our keyboardist, will be playing a real organ at nice. this show. Like, it's a real organ. It's a heavy as shit organ with the hand <laughs> inside of it and yeah. all that. It's a real organ. And if you want to see this crazy shit, because, you know, this could be the last time we play this organ for a while. So if you want to come see us play this organ, you know, Come on, because it's going to be a weird-ass show at the Gypsy, you know? And pl- Are we bringing it to the Gypsy and the Halloween? No, we're okay. not, because the stage isn't big enough. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, oh, yeah. so we're just going to play, All right. gonna play the uh, Yeah, track. Gypsy. Bring it to the Gypsy. Yeah, we're going to bring it to the Gypsy Friday, October 28th. We're going to fuck shit up, and we're going to have a good time. Please come see us. Come hang out with us. Come have a good time. And uh, this has been Coda. Trapper. And yeah, we're Mr. Rogers, and we want to thank you guys, Trent and Jason, for having us. This is great. Come on, we yeah. appreciate you doing yeah. it. We appreciate yeah. you bringing us on. We hope that uh, we hope that you guys come out to the show this Friday and Saturday. Yeah, 
yeah, it's it's gonna be a ball. We'd love to see you guys there. Definitely, we'll have more fun and I'll uh, <laughs> more gay jokes, more yeah. gay jokes, <laughs> more nine eleven jokes. We'll call you all on stage. More Jew jokes. Yes, apparently we'll, it's okay for me to say it because uh, we'll roast you guys on stage <laughs> between yes. songs. What's that? So we'll roast you guys on stage yes, between songs. Us. You want Definitely. us to roast you? Shit. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, tree? No, I meant like on Anything, stage no. between songs. No, yeah. Yeah. Tree, any, uh, oh, anything else? Anything um, else? No, um, ravioli, ravioli, 911 was inside Jabioli. Um, <laughs> did you know that, uh, 711 was a part time uh, job and that Slurpees can't melt steel beams? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. We'll leave yes. at that. There you go. Once again, Trevor and Dakota from Mr. Rogers Intergalactic Sexual Experience. M Rise. Say what? M Rise. <laughs> That's what it says on their Facebook. Suck my ass. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks to them, you know, for coming out here, doing that, and knocking that out. That was a good one. Long, lengthy, but, you know, I think, like you mentioned there at the end, that was, you know, we laughed a, a lot more than we usually do, which yeah. is a great thing. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and, um, you know, like I said, you know, great to see... You know, guys their age that are this, you know, into music and this knowledgeable about it. That's right. And, you know, it's just, it'll be cool to see where these guys go in life with, you know, with their music and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, and like, you know, like we said, um, you know, Dakota, like you would dig, is a Broncos fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he said he's a Packers fan. Oh, shit. He was just going for the Broncos on that Monday Night Football game. Hey, that'll work. Yeah. You know, Trevor, uh, we got to go to Crowbar Trevor, you know, back in the summer. So, I mean, this is great stuff, and we had fun. And, uh, you know, this is another one of those things. This is not the usual hard rock metal. These guys are a little bit more experimental. And, you know, just be open to that. Yeah. And they, but they love the metal. They love the hard oh, rock. Yeah. And, you know, I imagine that. You know, something to mention, Dakota has other stuff going on, like his Space Eyes project, mm-hmm. which is more electronic. And yeah. and I've listened to a lot of it, and his voice is great, I think, because he changes every song. You know, he sings in a different style. And it's yeah. really cool to see yeah. that. And, you know, so their, their love of music expands into what they're doing. And I think, you know, we'll probably see both of these guys doing a heavy project, too, at some point. Definitely. You know, that would that would be amazing. Yeah. They those guys should definitely do that. Yeah. Well, if this is your first time listening and you're still listening after an hour and a half plus, we appreciate it. Thethunderunderground.com is the website. Soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground has all these podcasts on here. We've got ninety two other ones we've had on guys from Death Angel, Crowbar, Battlecross, Insight. Warrant, Europe, Trickster, Bullet Boys, Megadeth, Drowning Pool, Soil, uh, Shooter Jennings, Ian Moore, Scott Wino Weinrich. Yes. From The Obsessed. And Spirit Caravan. Yes. And, you know, we just, and also St. Vitus. That's right. We don't mention that enough. That's all right. Yeah, we've had on guys from Scattered Hamlet twice now. Yes. And speaking of. They're going to be back here in Tulsa next Friday, which will be November 4th. And it's the actually the day that their the new album yeah. releases. Like they're, I think they're having a release party in L.A. like a couple of days before. And then 
that show is the official release day, and then they're you know they're doing a few days release like a lot of bands do. Okay. Anyway, that album Swamp Rebel Machine comes out that day, and there is a review up on our website. You know, probably by the time you're hearing it, get on there, check that out. You're gonna love it if you love southern rock, metal, blues. Oh, definitely. Yeah. This this album slays. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more after that show. I'm sure when that album's out, definitely gonna check that out. Yeah. But, um, you know, we've also had local guys, uh, Senior Fellows, Driver, Blackwater Rebellion, Scorned, uh, Severmind. Uh, man, we, we've had a ton of local guys. Crane che- Technique. Crane Technique, yeah. Just uh, check all that out. Uh, Rocket Science, uh, you know, Dead Metal Society, uh there's so many things to check out, so many episodes. Go give them a listen. Yeah, Fist of Rage and they, Fist of, yeah. Speaking of, they're opening for Tracy Guns at the Shrine on November second, along with Driver. Yes, Drunk on Monday and Doxy. Yes, are also all opening up that show. And speaking of, we've got a contest going on on our That's Facebook right. page right now. So if you like L.A. Guns, or if you just like great guitarists. Tracy Guns is a great damn guitarist, so get out there to try to check it out. But anyway, we've got two free tickets. We're running a contest right now, so just get on our Facebook page and get on there and comment and all that stuff. That's right. And you know what? The same day at Downtown Lounge, King is playing. Yes. And Blackwater Rebellion is opening. Yes. So all hail to them. Yeah. And King, we've mentioned before, new album is fantastic. Yes. So... That's a tough choice. Two totally different types of things, but get your ass to downtown lounge to see King or to the shrine to see Tracy Guns. And then, like I said earlier, Gypsy Coffee House this Friday night for Mr. Rogers' Intergalactic Sexual Experience. And then Saturday night, they're playing the Halloween Fest 3 and Broken Arrow with Less Than Human and several other bands. There you go. All right. Well, I think we've rambled long enough. We'll see you next week with Guns for Roses. We've mentioned that a couple times. We've got this interview coming up with the tribute band out of Dallas that is big time. So, anyway, be on the lookout for that if you're a Guns N' Roses fan or if you just like to listen to us talk. All right, until next time. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, an off knock. Who's there? You're a faggot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Oh, wait, uh, one more thing. Uh <laughs> I got the results back, uh-huh. Trev. Uh, you are, uh, you are, uh, you're HIV positive. Okay. Why wow, you took that really well? Yeah. Did you know this already? Yeah. Why did you come in? I don't know. You just felt like it. Yeah. Felt like wasting my time. Yeah. Giving me money. Yeah. You want Obamacare? Uh, yeah. Good for you. You uh, can get rid of the HIV. Uh... Andy from Fist of Rage said he got AIDS at one of their shows and then got rid of it the next day. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> that, just, wait, he got AIDS on the podcast. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, what? He got AIDS on the show and it went away the next Did he just check with the doctor that night? Was he just like, you know, I kind of feel a little funny. It was you know? just the 24-hour AIDS. Yeah. Just the 24-hour AIDS. Listen to huh? the Fist of Rage podcast. So it's kind of like uh, Magic Johnson, how he lost, like, his shit. Like, he lost his AIDS. Yeah. But, you know, like, this guy, Andy, lost his fucking is fucking AIDS. <laughs> Fuck is this shit. You know, why, you know, like, uh, Trevor, maybe, 
We'll find a way. We'll find he, a way. he took a few ibuprofen. Bam, gone. Shit, ibuprofen's the cure. It's been right yeah. under our nose this whole time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you take five of them. That's what it is. That's five. Hey, Just five, five ibuprofen, and your AIDS and HIV is gone that's forever. Right. Thunder Underground, y'all. <laughs>